0: Welcome to the Wanting to Wealthy podcast, where we approach financial education in unconventional ways. My name is Ashley Hogan, and if you are looking for a different path to reach your financial goals, you are in the right place. Let's get started. First of all, guys, I am so sorry that, um, this did not come out on the 15th, but, um, I think you're going to be really excited to hear, uh, from my next guest, um, and all the information she had to share with us about money and energy. Kathy Gasper is the chakra coach. She stumbled onto his, holistic practices 10 years ago when she woke up with virus vertigo and was looking for a way to speed up her recovery. Along her journey of health and restoration, she found that she was gathering up a lot of tools to help other people with their struggles. Kathy works with her clients to shed light on who they are so that they can stop identifying with who they are not, and along this journey they can release their pain, trauma, and and anxiety while moving forward into a life filled with inner peace and calmness. I really appreciate you being here. I've um, gotten to know you over the last, I don't know, year or so, and I've really always enjoyed your energy and um, the energy work you do. And so I'm really excited to have you on the podcast and being able to talk about um money and energy with us, so if you wouldn't mind, Kathy, would you please tell us about yourself and your business?
1: Sure, thank you so much for inviting me. I know we've talked about this for a little bit, so I was really excited when you reached out to me. So my name is Kathy Gasper. I am the chakra coach. I'm an intuitive soul coach, and I really do specialize in helping people to release their their pain their trauma and their anxiety. And along that path, I'm helping them to look at the things that have happened to them happened to them in their life from their soul's point of view. So they can kind of step away from um, identifying as some of these trials and tribulations as a victim and step into, hey, I am a student here learning some precious life lessons. And when we get the life lesson, then usually people step forward into being at peace with their past and what they've gone through and who they've become.
0: That's amazing. And when you talk about um, helping people work through their pain and trauma, um, are you talking about physical or energetic or both?
1: Both. All. Check, 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 check. (laughs) (laughs) I love that.
0: Um, And what really caused you to focus on on energy work and helping people with this?
1: Well, what had happened to me, I'm actually coming up to like my 10 year anniversary, but it was just a couple days before Christmas in 2011. Um, I just woke up with this noise in my head and I actually had thought that I had had a stroke, Um, but what I was officially diagnosed with, and there's a longer name for it, but the short name is just virus vertigo you know, they're saying that a virus entered my system and then it, it kind of just took out the balance nerve. It's very similar to waking up with Bell's palsy or some people just wake up deaf. Um, they think it's the same virus. And so when that happens, it's a little bit longer recovery than typical virus, which would, they think comes from like loose crystals in your ears. And they had said it would be about a year recovery. <coughs> Excuse me. And so I was looking for ways to kind of speed that up. So I started, I stumbled into ear reflexology and that was very helpful for my recovery and supporting me. And then I ended up learning how to do it. And I started working on like friends and family members and then people and I was getting really good at it, but I'm like, it would be so great if I could use needles. And I was really wanting to become an acupuncturist but I was a single mom I still am a single mom and that is a three-year commitment with usually around about an $80,000 price tag and so I was like I don't know how I would do that but keep taking a step forward and it'll just happen and as I was taking these steps forward I stumbled into energy work and that actually gave me an outlet um to get similar results without having to go to acupuncture school is a little bit different. What I do, I'm working more with the chakras, which is more like the outlet and acupuncturists are working more with the meridians, which would be like the cord that connects (laughs) to the refrigerator that keeps it cold, (laughs) which would be the body. (laughs) So I'm working more with the outlet. Um, but energetically, it was enough tools to help me um, increase what I could do for people.
0: That's amazing. I love that so much. And I know recently I've heard you um, talk about money and energy. Can you talk a minute about how those two relate?
1: Yeah. So, you know, some people you, you will hear say, um, you know, energy, money is just energy. But it's really helpful when you explain the why behind that so that people can actually understand and tap in to the benefits of working with money as energy. So we have to kind of start from the beginning and just understand that we are actually living in a sea of energy. So when I talk to people, I always like to explain, um, you know, that fish live in a sea of water, but they have no idea until you take them out. And then they're like, I want back in my natural environment. And just for me, I think how cool it would be if I was a fish. So just like think about it. If you're like swimming along with your friends in the water and you see something shining up there and you just like loop, loop, loop like swim up to that shiny object or you flip around and swim down to your friends. Like you have no, they have no idea that they are swimming in, in water. And it's just like us, we have no idea that we are living in a sea of energy unless you slow down to feel it. And the way that you do that is just by opening up your hands and cupping your fingers and just move them slowly through the air and see what you can feel. And you'll feel pressure resistance against your hand or you can feel energy building up, building up in between it. So understanding that we are built and designed to draw in energy from our environment. That's why we feel so good when we're out walking in a, in a forest. You know, people say, oh, that's my religion walking through the forest because that outlet, your chakras, are spinning fast, drawing in all the fresh prana from the environment and supplying it to your organs behind it. So prana is free, it just comes from nature. So our bodies rely on energy to help support, our our energetic bodies draw in the, um, the fresh prana to help support your physical bodies. And within these energetic systems, We also hold our emotions and that's where we feel safe or secure, or we also have emotions in there to support ourselves and our family. And so when we understand where that is in, in your system, and then add the fact that money is just energy, it's a way that we exchange and pay for services from other people comes from money. So when I look at money, I'm just like reaching my hand up into the air and just like grabbing on to this unlimited source of energy and pulling it back down to me. So one of the first things to know is that there is an unlimited source of energy because we're living in this sea of energy. And there's also an unlimited source of money out there. So when we stop looking at money as like something that's like, unattainable and look at it as it's unlimited and I just have to tap into it and remove the blocks in my system where I think negatively about money and add in positive thoughts towards money then you become a magnet towards it
0: It's amazing. I love that you said that we can change. Um, I've talked about the money story and how um, like with me, I really grew up in a mindset of scarcity and Mm -hmm. it is something that we can change our energetic and our magnetic field towards with money.
1: And it comes from the basic understanding, first of all, of who you are. So who you are is a soul, a divine being who has a body. Who you are at your core made up of pure energy cannot be harmed nor destroyed, but you are living in a body right now that will eventually expire. But until that time happens, your body is programmed to heal itself to self-heal, to rejuvenate, because we're gonna get banged around in this lifetime, right? The body also needs things to survive. Like it needs shelter, it needs resources, it needs food, nourishment for the body, but the soul doesn't need that. So the things that we feel like for scarcity, or the things that we think we need to survive the body is the body trying to survive and when we remember who we are and when we have these feelings come up keep the body in check and let the body know that we are always safe and there's always abundance out there then that's how we bring in those abundance thoughts to replace the scarcity thoughts
0: that's a great way to look at it i love the idea that you can remind your body that you're that you're Mm -hmm. okay and that money doesn't have to be something that we're worried about or scared and and we can live in a um fuller purpose
1: it's like talking you know like calming a child like calming a child down who would be scared of the dark
0: Mm -hmm.
1: right from the parents point of view like you know the child is okay but the child's like i'm scared but it's scared of unknown like there's really nothing to be afraid of the dark Mm -hmm. so it's like calming these fears down in the physical body because the physical body thinks oh gosh how am I going to survive if I don't have enough money in the bank how am I going to make my home payment right and we have to come in the higher self the soul and calm that down and know that everything will be provided for you there's always a way there is always a solution when you calm down the fear then you can bring in the solution.
0: Of that that's awesome and I noticed you you made the example of a child being afraid of the dark and we have our parents come in and and help to calm us down and reassure us and in in many many conversations I've had the stories that we're taught about money are rather passive it's what we observe from our parents so they you're not getting that active parent coming in saying hey it's okay we can talk about money we can we can learn about it we can develop a better relationship with it and so now we're doing it as adults and that is changing our money story
1: yes and so those come that comes from beliefs which are just thoughts that we continue to tell ourselves so getting to the root of why you're telling yourself that what is the emotion that is attached to it and then being the adult to yourself and reframing that and reminding yourself that you're safe and what you're focusing on and then bring in the new thought to replace it. So like pick, tell me, pick one that like you've seen with your clients, like what would be a typical belief that they would have around money?
0: Um, A common one is that they are worried about where their next emergency is going to be funded from because they don't have that emergency fund in place because they don't feel like they can afford it.
1: So worry about the future, right? So I do tell my clients all the time and we can use, because Christmas is an example that's coming up. I just spoke with a lady (laughs) the other day about this, like you can worry as hard, like you can try your hardest to put your foot down, but you cannot stop Christmas from coming. And we see this, the truth in the seasons. Each season is coming at us. And so it's in the future. So whatever we do today will prepare us for the future. So the best way to feel safe about an emergency coming in the future is to just feel safe today. Because that will create the vibe, your, your tomorrow coming towards you. Mm-hmm. So feeling safe for today, if they're able to put whatever they can at 10% or 7 or 5% aside in their emergency fund, they're building on top of that for the future.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's perfect. And, um, I can tell you when I first built my emergency fund, we put 1% of what came in away, but it was better than zero. And yeah. it made that next emergency that much less impactful, um, when it came to, you know, credit card debt and things like that, and then built that confidence, for the next emergency because the emergencies are going to happen regardless
1: right a good tip to help with um savings is honestly and truly is to give to charity because you're working whenever you give to charity you're making a deposit in your karmic bank account and you always want to give with the expectation uh, as an investment that you'll receive tenfold back so whenever like in the beginning of COVID like I was initially laid off from my job and you know it was kind of crazy getting unemployment at the time and I went a couple of weeks <laughs> without getting income and where we live we also had some buyers in this area and so somebody had posted on Facebook some links to some GoFundMe accounts and I looked through all of those GoFundMe requests and I, I found a family that I connected with and I made a donation towards them and within a week I had tenfold that amount of new clients come into my um, practice
0: that's amazing that's amazing and and I agree like giving and teaching our kids to give as well for example tomorrow my son and I are going to um purchase our gifts for a kiddo um, that was on a giving tree um Mm -hmm. starting that he's only three but starting that understanding now to give to others um because he's kind of understanding the idea of christmas and unfortunately (laughs) his current idea is um oh i'd like this maybe for christmas i think and he thinks that well he just gets presents on christmas so it's it's helping him also see that we can give to others. And it might be, um, I didn't actually give cash during the fires. I actually gave extra clothes I had, toiletries, bedding, um, uh, like a baby pack and play, things like that. So it doesn't have to be dollars. It can be nice. your time, it can be food, it can be um, items that you're not using that that family really needs
1: as well. Because so those are, supplies. That's one of the main things that the body needs is supplies. We all need clothing on our back.
0: Yeah. And, and I mean, when we think about dollars today, we think about, you know, the paper and the coins, but Mm
1: -hmm.
0: for many, many years of the world, we were bartering, we were trading food for clothing and things like that. So you're still kind of dealing in money if you're handing somebody um, a shirt or a pair of shoes or something like that as well.
1: That's how we have to understand that money is energy because we have different, we have papers that have different values, or we don't even have paper now when we pay for things it just Mm -hmm. gets electronically sent. So what is that? The value is the energy exchange that we're paying somebody for their services.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So
1: money is energy.
0: I love that. Um, How, how, what do you think about um, the idea of having gratitude and how that's going to relate to your money and your energetic um, being?
1: So gratitude is the perfect way to increase your prosperity center because whatever you're sending out there, karmically will always regain energy and come back boomerang and hit you with it. So whenever you send out gratitude it's amplifying what you sent out and it comes back onto you. So the other way is if you have like jealousy or envy towards somebody else, like say they make more money than you, or you think they're more successful than you, if you send that out, that picks up energy and comes back and hits you and it shrinks your heart chakra and it shrinks your prosperity center. So it's only causing more harm for you to, uh, increase your, your income.
0: I love that. And, and, you know, the way I met you was actually through the mob. And one of the main things that we talk about is community over competition about Mm -hmm. how we can change the narrative. We've been taught that, um, if I win, you lose where we could all win instead.
1: It's the, you would just be shooting yourself in the foot if you had that first belief. So if you ever see somebody like in your field or your neighbor, and you think that they are more successful than you, you want to ask that they be continued to be blessed. You don't wanna send your blessings to them, just that they continue to be blessed because you're sending out a blessing and gratitude to them. So that amps up and comes back to you. And if somebody else is successful, in your field, or your neighbor, or your family member, then you know that it's possible for you too. So you don't have to be walking around like, I don't know, how can I do this? How can I succeed in this business? If somebody else is doing it, then it's completely available for you.
0: Absolutely. Um, You mentioned that um, gratitude and various energies can either grow or shrink your chakras. Mm -hmm. How Can you explain a little more how the chakras work and how, if there's any particular ones that relate directly to our money?
1: Yes. So we always want to think of chakras as that outlet. You're plugging yourself into the outlet to get the energy flowing to you. So do we want like a little outlet or do you want like a really big one with lots of energy flowing to you? And that's what the chakras are responsible for. They're like the pumps drawing in the energy. And so the main chakra for prosperity is called the basic chakra. If you were to take a pin and just like literally sit on it, uh, where, where you feel it connecting to, we can also call it the butt chakra, is where your basic chakra is at. So you can feel it then and then literally talk to it. So a lot of people that have problems or if they get stressed out about money, they're going to start to have lower back pain or possibly hip pain or down to your feet because that chakra is responsible for your low back down to your feet. And then you can like correlate in your life, like when you had um, stressful times around money when like your lower back back would flare up. So um, if that center is too small to bring in energy or if it's Um, like exaggerated because it's in fear then if fear is what's inside of that chakra we can't have prosperity energies both cannot be in the same place so the trick is to always release the fear and bring in the security because again this chakra is responsible for supporting the body 100 and the body is the only one that needs money
0: absolutely that's that's awesome i love the way you described that and i was thinking back to myself because i had an injury um right after i turned 18 i was a senior in high school that caused a sciatic um uh, issue that has over the years gone from no pain at all to lower back and sciatic pain cleared down to my foot and so i was thinking like what what was happening during those times and I know that I was very fearful when the injury happened to begin with because I was just getting ready to leave my home for the first time Mm -hmm. go to college across the state so on and so forth so it's interesting to to think back for me in when my back and and hip injuries occurred and what was happening with me financially at the time
1: you it can be like clockwork if you can sync that up in your life Mm -hmm. and then the other chakra the heart chakra is where we connect with other people besides ourselves Mm -hmm. so like with the envy or the jealousy like if you are envious or jealous of somebody else of course the heart chakra is going to shrink and probably a lot of us make money by working with other people so to keep that heart chakra open and and where we have belief in community and wanting to make the community a better place, when we have that open, then we're open to those energies of connecting with people. Mm -hmm. Then they're gonna wanna buy your products and services.
0: I was just talking about this on my uh, most recent podcast episode that came out on December 1st. I was talking about how while eating locally and sourcing your food closer to y- your physical location, not only can help you and your health and things like that, but it can also help other people in your community.
1: Okay. So I'm going to give you a hot tip because you just talked about eating locally. Okay. Okay. So whenever I go to the grocery store, because I mentioned that um, by making a donation is a deposit to your karmic bank account, whatever, say my bill at Whole Foods is like $77.10. I'm like, I'm making a donation to Whole Foods. So whenever I pay for food, when I'm putting my credit card in, I'm doing this as a donation to Whole Foods because I am now supporting all the farmers who have their food and Whole Foods, Mm -hmm. all the local business owners who this is their life goal and dream to make their product that they made for me. Mm -hmm. I'm supporting all the employees that go to work there. I'm supporting the construction people who made the building. I'm supporting the electric company who has the lights on. So as I'm making this donation of $77, I can now walk out and expect tenfold in return coming back to me through clients. So whenever you pay for food, wherever you're at, do it as if you're making a donation to that business, that company and and give thanks for all the businesses that you are supporting while you're doing it.
0: I love that so much. And I love that you went beyond just, I'm giving this to Whole Foods, but the employees and the people who have their products in the stores now and the people who built the building and the infrastructure and everything. I love that so much.
1: Um, And if you have a chance to tip, hit that tip button. I'm like, yes, (laughs) tip opportunity.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I was reading um, Jen Serrano's uh, You're a Badass at Making Money, and right. I just got through the chapter where she talks about trying, anytime you have an opportunity to give money away to do it, and it's been yeah. really fun to be more aware and notice those opportunities um, at the, you know, the coffee shop or the restaurant where I'm just picking up food and normally you would think well they didn't do anything they just made my food you didn't get that service but you're still putting that energetic money out there and and helping those people
1: they put it together they are taking time away from their family Mm -hmm. to make a meal for me that I get to go home and now enjoy so I always tip for to go Always, 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 because some person took the time to put my dinner in a nice to-go box for me.
0: Yeah, I love that. Um, and and it's okay to tip before you've seen their service. That's something that I've shifted on as well. That I am tipping with the expectation that they're going to do a good job, and not. Well, I'll tip afterwards and see, see how the service actually was, but just that expectation that if I, I put this energy out there, they will feel that and they will take pride in what they're doing as well.
1: I actually flirt with, I mean, I used to flirt really hard with the um, servers, but I'm not dining in it like I used to, uh-huh. but I flirt with all the people when I'm checking out. Uh-huh. I'm like, Hey, do you come here often. Because they've come to work, like I want them to have a good time with me coming through their line. And then I'm always like, I say it out. I'm making a donation to Whole Foods right now. And they're like, huh? What? I'm like, for $77.10. And they're like, oh, I get it. I get it. So now they know me when I come through. I'm like, what's my donation going to be today?
0: (laughs) That's awesome. I love that. So, you said you were a single mom. Um, mm-hmm. How have you talked to your kids about money? What, like, what are their ages and when did you start talking to them?
1: So I think what I did, I kind of screwed up a little bit. Um, they're 23 and 19. And so, I mean, I did, I was single practically. Well, my youngest was not one when I divorced his dad. And so in the beginning, like I wanted like a present for my birthday or for Christmas. I'm like, well, this kind of sucks. And so what I did was I would take them to like Nordstrom's or I used to work in jewelry. So I'd pick things out and, or I'd win things and bring them in and they would like put up their um, money that they had earned for it. So I had like expensive gifts that they would purchase for me but they didn't really understand how much things were costing Mm -hmm. So I think that my youngest thinks that he can afford things that he hasn't really saved up for or budgeted yet. But he's 19. Um, I did hire him a financial coach, which has been so helpful because as a teenager, I think it's been a little bit harder for them to take, um, you know, lessons from me. And I always thought that they would see how hard I tried and to keep everything afloat as a single parent. And them growing up, but because I never really talked to them about it, it was like effortless what they saw me doing. They didn't know how hard I was working behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. So I think it, if I could go back, I would probably talk to them more about monopoly money and budgets and how all of this works. But I am very thankful for being a single mom and doing it all on my own and we were fine. I bought a house. I have a car. Um, I've got my oldest. He's in, uh, vet school right now, which I'm trying to do extra to help pay for that. My youngest is out on his own and I just purchased a investment property with my sister. So I actually own two homes right now and I have paid for my car in full last year during COVID. And I purchased a car for my son in full when he's in the Caribbean's right now. And we just purchased a truck for our business. So I'm like, and I own three cars and two houses, a single mom. I'm like, I think I'm doing pretty good. Mm -hmm.
0: That's awesome. And, and have your, have your children related the relayed back to you at all? Like how they perceived what was happening?
1: So I talked to them a little bit about it and, honestly, they're just a little bit clueless about money and the numbers. I was really shocked when my oldest went to college and we were talking about like how much I made and like loans and everything. And he just, I mean, I had the same problem with him. Like he, for his graduation for high school, he wanted us to all just go to Japan for his graduation trip. And I'm like, I don't really think that's in the budget. Okay. So this is another important tip to say. So if you can't like afford something you would never say I can't afford it or I'm too broke. You say this is not in my budget right now to reframe because we're leaving it open that I mean, it's a possibility like it can always happen. It, we just need to budget it in. Mm-hmm. So I um yeah, I kind of didn't succeed at <laughs> teaching them about budgets when they were younger. And it's a lesson that they're going to have to learn. Mm-hmm.
0: And, and that it just is showing, once again, um, I've talked about this several times that we're not being taught it in schools either. So it is something we have to actively work towards. Um, but I like that you said the reframing. I tell all of my students that when they have children or not, uh, it started with me telling them how... Um, to reframe talking to their children but you can say that reframing to yourself as well instead of going I can't afford this saying it's not my budget right now still helps your brain shift and get into that same mode of it might not be in your budget right now but how could it be in your budget what could you do yep that's awesome. I appreciate a lot of that. Uh, 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 everything that you've said and, and the wisdom that you've brought um, when it comes to to money. So I have um, just a couple of questions left. One is, um, if someone wants to get to know you more or uh, work with you, how does one do that?
1: It's super easy. You would just go to my website. It's thechakracoach.com, and right on the home page is a little. Um, button to click a discovery call. So it's complimentary. I do a chakra scan there, so I just find out where if there's any blocks or emotions that you're hanging on to in your energetic system. and then if we're good match, then I just let you know the different packages that I have. I offer coaching packages.
0: That's amazing. and um, and and you also uh, make Reiki infused jewelry.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep, so. I um, am a pranic killer, and as a pranic killer, we definitely use crystals to help amplify um, energy that we are channeling, mm-hmm. and with that training, and then also being a Reiki master, and I have a huge addiction for crystals. I felt that it would be helpful for people to wear them versus, like, you know, trying to have them in your pocket. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where's that crystal <laughs> when you need it, right? Right. Right that i make them to help support your energetic system and it's a wearable art
0: and where would someone go to be able to purchase that the jewelry
1: so right now that the easiest thing would be to find me on instagram okay and my i think it's ig handle that's how you say it Mm -hmm. it's the dot kathy dot gasper
0: okay And I'll have these in the, in the show notes as well. So they'll have active hyperlinks they can go to. Oh,
1: cool. Um,
0: So my last question is what does wealthy mean to you?
1: Well, it kind of goes in like um, health, wealth, spiritual um, guidance. They're all kind of just combined for me, the three of Mm them, Mm -hmm. because we, when we have goals in life to achieve to achieve them, to help make this world a better place, to help our friends and family members. Usually we need some sort of financial support to get these goals off the ground. So they're all um, linked for me in like a little circle. So my goal is to really help relieve the world of trauma. And as a person, I also need a home and clothing. So, you know, to be financially supportive for the work that I do, it just all um, complements each other.
0: Awesome. I love that so much. Thank you so much. I'm thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Wanting to Wealthy podcast. I appreciate your support and your listenership, and I would love to continue the conversation over on Instagram or on Facebook. At Wanting to Wealthy, you can send me a DM or respond to any of the posts. Um, we talk about finances a lot, and I would love to hear your opinion. Uh, if you enjoyed this episode and got value from it, I would love it if you would share it with a friend or leave a review on your podcast um, listening app. Um, remember, we also have a Patreon page. You can become a Patreon member for as little as a dollar a month. Patreon members receive um, discount codes for coursework. They can talk to me individually through live Q&A's. You get unedited episode uh, recordings and you are the first to know about any upcoming events. Ultimately, the goal with my Patreon community is to start a scholarship fund so we can bring personal financial education to more people throughout our community.